Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, you're listening to Kind of Dating, where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, talk to some cool people and we break down different aspects of the dating world to try to figure out why do we all have commitment issues. Today's topic is first dates. Is a good one really a make or break? Let's find out. So I'm very excited to introduce our two guests today um, who are very knowledgeable about the subject, by the way. One is a self-proclaimed TV development diva. Um, She is also a VP of development at Lionsgate. Hi to Lauren Rosenberg. Hello, Hello. everybody. Hi, Lauren. Hi. (laughs) And uh, we have comedy writer J.D. Samuels. She's best known for writing the 250th episode of Family Guy. Yeah, that show. Um, And now is currently a writer on the WGN America show Salem, which my boyfriend works for that network. Here's the zinger, though. They're both matchmakers. Me and your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. No. Uh, Lauren and JD are both matchmakers, which is super exciting. How the hell did you guys get into that considering you're both in entertainment? Well, I think being in entertainment is what compelled us to do it. As somebody who has a job where my job is contingent on connecting people, Mm -hmm. uh, it was something that came naturally to me. So not only am I constantly like packaging like shows that are sometimes like based on people and entities, I'm also packaging like friendships like, oh, you two should meet. Right. (laughs) You, this guy and this girl should meet. And then from there... It kind of took off where I was setting up people because at at first I was setting up like friends. It went from like setting up shows to setting up friends to setting up actual couples. Right. So you just had like a natural knack for it. Yeah. To clarify, too. um, And Lauren has a marriage under her belt. Two people she introduced got married. (laughs) Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, she and I have been doing it for um, doing the matchmaking for years before we were even in the entertainment world. Um, So, yeah. But like. Officially or unofficially at the right, time. Right, so unofficially. And, then, right. and because we're in entertainment, like Lauren indicated, it just in some ways was a very natural, you know, fun next step to take, to take a hobby of ours and essentially charge yeah. people so we're not incurring losses to help right. them find love. <laughs> but there is a caveat. They have a very exclusive business, which is you have to know them to be able to join the service correct like or know somebody somebody who knows knows. otherwise it gets very incestuous friends you know yet 
unless I really, really know you. <laughs> um, but you have, so, and why do you do that? Uh, we want to keep the quality control right. really high. So if we were to advertise or we were to, you know, have any sort of, even here, if we were to invite listeners to just email us and, you know, they're welcome to try and be creative to mm -hmm. see if we end up offering them an invitation. But for the most part, to keep quality control high, we really rely on referrals. Cool. And, um, you know, the occasional people who will encounter in life who will invite yeah. to join the database. So how is matchmaking different from online dating? Well, it's way more personalized. Right. And with what we do, what I love about what we do, is we set up every aspect of the first date. Right. So after we have a match that we think is a strong one, mm -hmm. we set up all aspects of the first date. All you have to do is show up as opposed to online dating where you're going back and, and forth and back and, and they forth. they have to do the work yeah. for that one. So with us, you just huh. show up. And additionally, aside from setting up the matches, you know, as far as figuring out who the matches should even be, aside from the fact that the two of us have a lot of experience setting up successful couples to begin with, yeah. you know, when you add the personalization component to matchmaking, if you yourself are trying to vet people online, you don't know if people are lying about their height or their age. Yeah. Is, how old is this picture of theirs? And for us, you know, we have we have people who know them. We... Um, you know, whether it's a direct referral or indirect, um, we see them in person. So we know if there's any way after they fill out a questionnaire, if they're actually misrepresenting part of themselves. Mm -hmm. And so unlike a computer, if you meet someone online and that didn't work for you, it's not like you could tell the computer right. next time, you know, I'm looking for someone who is actually culturally Jewish. Right. You know, that's something that we can suss out So, So it eliminates or decreases the chances of catfishing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, eliminates it. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. We make sure it's we a match on both sides. Right. Both. Exactly. Um, and so you said you get involved in the first date. What does that mean? Everything leading up to the first <laughs> so, date. We're so not there with binoculars. Their, you so. Of course. You take their, I know you're stalking them. You're writing notes. You're like, put your hand up. We want to a lot of the time. <laughs> Open the door. Um, <laughs> uh, and there's like a truck on the side. No, anyways, I'm just imagining a movie in my brain now. Um, when when you're saying that you're involved in it, you're ask, are you asking both their opinions? Like, hey, what would you like for a first date? And then you set it up? Or do you... Uh, encourage one to create a first date that the other one might want. Well, we we set up the date. We pick the place. Oh, okay, you pick it. We usually pick a right. place that's moderately priced, right? Somewhat centrally located, airing on where yeah. the woman lives, right? And then we make a reservation under one of our names, whoever is taking point on setting up the date. So it's not like millionaire matchmaker right. where they're setting up this elaborate like three-point date yeah. we, we try to keep it simple drinks evening time nice that's such a new york thing to do so usually the first date starts with like drinks yeah we tend to set everything um first dates at venues where you know drinks if the two people involved mm -hmm. are drinkers and maybe somewhere where there's maybe a nice place to walk around right. after or where they can grab light appetizers if the date's going well nice so see okay this is interesting cuz um when i first moved to la and you know i lived in new york for 6 years and their dating culture is very different and for a first date it's always drinks and it's always a weekday 
And it's like, that's how you maintain some level of distance and keep your wallet in check. But when I came to LA, I remember my first week here, somebody asked me for dinner on a Saturday night and I literally freaked out. I like texted my friend. I was like, what's wrong with him? Why is he taking this so seriously? And she's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, he wants to go for dinner on Saturday night. And she's like, that's nice. I'm like, and my response to him was, oh, I'm sorry, not available. Tuesday for drinks? <laughs> and it was like such a weird thing for me because I, I think sometimes when you don't know somebody, going straight for dinner is like a lot. And in New York, they don't pick you up either. Because yeah, exactly. Because you probably just take the subway. Yeah. And it's definitely a very different culture in L.A., um, but are you referring to someone that you met online or someone you had met in person already? I, I met in person, but didn't, obviously, it was like met at an event. So I don't know mm-hmm. who you are. And again, as a New Yorker, I don't trust people. So I used to think that I'm like, everybody could be crazy. They could potentially chain me up. And I'm not going to <laughs> go on like an intimate dinner with them unless, you know. Yeah, but that was that was, and... that was what was so trained in New York over there. It's like you were taking it too seriously if you went for dinner right away. And then moving to L.A., it's like dinner first. So it's interesting that you guys set up drinks first. Was that was this during a recession? Right. Or no, not? This because is just, this I... is just a whole state of people with commitment issues. So that's New York. Like, oh, I thought you were just talking about California. Oh, right. That too. Yeah. It, it's different I mean, here, though. Like, I feel like way. people have commitment issues, but they hide it much better. Yeah, until, like, they dismantle the relationship, exactly. like, day three, day <laughs> yeah. four. Like, all of like, a sudden, they're not like over their ex. I'm like, you never even talked about exactly. the ex, but, uh, but okay. <laughs> here, they'll take you for the dinners. You'll go for, like, four or five, and then suddenly they'll drop some, like, bomb on you, and you're like, what, what? And there, you're like, hey, man, I'm divorced. I got rage, and, uh, you know, I might potentially kill your dog. And you get that, like... First, right yeah, off the bat, put it all drinks out there, and, yeah. take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. Here, it definitely takes a little longer to peel off some of the layers, for sure. <laughs> Mason, our our producer, is laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I've gotten better over the years. Now I expect dinner. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I I do want to get your um, feedback on the importance of a first date. But before we do that, since you all know, I love your opinion, too. And I mean the audience, if you're just listening and not watching the video version. But um, by that, I mean that I love doing Man on the Streets. And we went to Santa Monica Pier and asked you guys what you thought um, of first dates and the importance of first dates. And here's what you said. How important is a good first date? Good, I guess. I mean, it's been a while. You remember your first date? Yeah, we went to the movies. His mom drove us. Yeah. It's pretty important. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say that's quite important. It's more than like, do we have a lot in common? It's more just like, is there a rapport here? Totally. I agree. Would you give somebody a chance if they messed up the first date? No. <laughs> Maybe. Really? Yeah. Guys are more forgiving than girls are. I feel like we're like, oh, no, you messed up. Would you give somebody a second chance if the first date didn't go that well? Oh, sure. Why not? You would? Well, it depends how bad it went, obviously. Have you ever had a bad first date? Yes. It was my first date ever. I was 17, and he came up to my house, met my mom, and sneezed on her face. Should a guy be planning a first date in advance? What do you think about people who wing it? Um, I think, well, for me personally, I like people when they plan it. I think it shows thought and, like, they really want to impress you. I feel like the initial stuff, but then I kind of like to take control and be like, let's do this. The guy should plan it. I'm actually quite open to, like, 
something that can be quite spontaneous. Like, I think there should be like an initial plan. So like, oh, we're going to do dinner or we're going to do a movie. And then after that, you can kind of assess where the where it'll go. And I think it's nice when someone plans something that's personal to the other person. But like, other than that, does it say something if guys don't plan? They're not that interested. You plan the first date? Uh, we just kind of met each other. Yeah. <laughs> kinda. We're kind of dating. <laughs> oh shit, that's the name of the show. You know, I'm a spontaneous type of person. I'll take you to my mama's house and like have her good dinner and make sure she judges you so you feel comfortable and see how you take it. On a first date? See how you take it. If you're a strong woman and you're like, no, I'm, I'm me, regardless what your mom say, I'm like, all right, she a tough woman. She's going to be a good mama. Would you ever want a girl to plan a first date? Yes. <laughs> yes. Why not? The least you can do is plan the first date. Like, baby, we should go bowling. And the guy's like, you know what, baby, you right. You right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, June bug. So, I mean, what do, you, what do you think? What do you think about taking a girl to your mama's house and uh, having her get judged by your mama? I would love to go to that house. <laughs> I mean, it would might be entertaining to watch, but I hate guys that want to test a girl, especially oh, on the first date. Right. I mean, I hope he wasn't serious. I I hope I not hope either. But you know, <laughs> Junebug is Junebug. He he is his own person and character. Um, I was happy to have met him um, when he wasn't trying to kiss me on camera. <laughs> um, that part. Yeah, I, oh no, it's in it's in another segment. Um, <laughs> so how important like, did you agree with those people about the importance of a first date? Well, I think first dates are important, but I also think a lot has to do with timing. Like you could have a great first date, tons of chemistry, sparks flying, but if a guy is like just out of a relationship Mm. or there's something going on with you at work or family, it's it's not going to work no matter how strong the date was. So, yeah, of course it's important. Am I going to say it's not? Yeah. No, but a lot has a lot has to do. Totally. The success of the date has to do with what's also going on mm-hmm. inside the person as yeah. well. Yeah, I love the girl in the black dress and what she didn't say, which was, you know, of course I'd give him a second date, assuming he had an accent. Yeah. <laughs> clearly she's yeah. very into that. Yeah, so. totally. I mean, <laughs> it was it was interesting what you said about timing, because I remember I did, like, you and I first moved to L.A., went uh out with somebody it was great I and it was going amazing for a few dates and then unfortunately his father died and after that for obvious reasons it just like spiraled out of control and the person couldn't put themselves together um after that so it was kind of like oh bad timing there was nothing you could do even though everything else felt like it was fine such a downer I know right (laughs) it all worked out in the end guys I'm happily in a relationship. Um, And then what do you think about uh, second chances if a first date doesn't go well? Well, I think that women are way... I disagree. I think someone was like, guys are more open to it. I disagree. I think the guys are like, didn't feel connection, not my life partner. Forget it. It's the girls who are like, you know what? I'm I'm iffy about him, but sure, why not? I like to keep an open mind. The guys are like, just in general... Like, they're like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. On to the next. <laughs> but do you think guys are just, like, more concerned, like, is she was she attractive enough? Yeah, I was going to chime in there saying that I do think attraction plays a huge part yeah. in it. Because if someone, man or woman, if they're attractive enough, I think people a little more 
tend to be a little more forgiving yeah, about yes. whether or not they're that's willing true. to try it out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I mean, I'm not all that forgiving, <laughs> but are How you How does guys... your boyfriend deal with that? Yeah, he, no, he knew. He, uh, the first date, actually before he, we even went on our first date, I said to him, there's a zero strike rule. So you fuck <laughs> up once and it's done. And he even said that, like, he was like, oh, I made sure. I didn't fuck up for a long time. He started fucking up after a few months. <laughs> you know, okay. then you get comfortable and the fuck up start. Mm-hmm. Um, no, well, something just... too I think that's important to note, especially in the line of work that we do, yeah. is that you know the first dates are not even really first dates. They're almost mm. like not interviews, but like pre-first dates. Yeah, and I think the real first date, especially when you're you know all those listeners out there who are online daters. When you meet someone online and, um, you know, I know some people would disagree, but some people go into it treating it like a first date and they get totally dolled up and, mm. you know, they put everything into it. But for a lot of people, it's the third date they're having that week with someone they met online. And so yeah. they don't necessarily put all their energy into it. And I find that a lot of people are willing to give second dates because the real personality, the real first yeah. date personality doesn't come out until they meet that person and there's there's a little something there. And so suddenly, you know, the man or woman walks into the first date and it's like, va, va, voom. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that you yeah. cleaned up like that. So Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a really good point because also nowadays, like, you're, people are stressed out. They're tired. Sometimes people just have bad days. Like, I went on a date once with somebody when I was single and I was just really sick. But I didn't want to cancel the first date. And I even said it to him. I was like, look, I'm not going to be that flake and I'm not going to cancel on you. I'm really sick. But I just, you know, I would like to go for dinner and they'll probably call it an early night. And, you know, and he still kept trying to, like, get me to come back to his house. And I was like, you're being exed immediately. <laughs> like, you're, stop it. I was like, I'm legit sick. Um, and so I knew that I wasn't putting, like, my best foot forward. Um, I but neither was he. Yeah, I would have given it a second chance if he didn't keep trying to get me to come back to his house. Mm, does he not care about I know, I was germs like, or yeah, diseases? Exactly. You don't want a boyfriend like that. Come on, guys. Do they care about <laughs> germs and diseases? Not when you have a face and body like yours, they don't. (laughs) Yeah, that all goes out the window. I'll get a cold for you. Oh, herpes? Sure, come on in. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. What kind of, um, you've obviously, you've had some success stories. What what are some of the good and bad first dates you've either encountered yourself or with your clients? Well, I'll speak about myself. Yeah. I hate first dates, and this happened to me twice where a guy on the date says it's not working and as somebody who was always on like very date? yeah on the date what the fuck is wrong with and that? as somebody who's very open um that always really takes me aback because i'm yeah. always that person if i'm attracted yeah i'll give him a second shot and mm-hmm. then there was this one guy who during the date i think we were like on to maybe our second drink at a bar so very casual mm-hmm. He asked me, so how do you think this date is going? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm enjoying getting to know you. Yeah. Curious to see how it goes. And then he's like, yeah, not feeling it. And I'm like, well, then why'd you ask me? So I think that that was even worse than this guy who was like, yeah, "Yeah, just not feeling it. But then to put me in that situation where you know you're going to have the upper hand if I'm saying Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time. And then yeah. he's like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, not. And then I was like, okay, then I'm leaving. Yeah. And I, like, stormed out yeah. like a reality and TV you, and show. And that's kind of like what you mentioned in the, 
<laughs> nice. That, as he deserved. What a little Definitely. Bitch. Um, yeah. I but, love the guys that just do, and women who do running commentary on dates where they'll just, throughout the date, comment on how well or how well, you know, usually how well it's going. Yeah. Um, that was not a good situation. Wait, they're live tweeting it? Or no, no, they're no, like no, asking, like they're so asking, asking like they're yeah. announcing, they're announcers oh. in a sports game and yeah. they're just talking about... Some you know, people like it's going well know. right now. We've been here a long time. Right. <laughs> Some people like don't know how to like keep it inside. Th- yeah, keep it inside yeah. and you know. Um so what kind of do you when you set up these first dates with your clients, do you give them any advice going in or are you kind of like okay, roll with it and then they just give you a recap at the end? What kind of stories have you heard there? It depends. I, if it's a client of ours who is a new client mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's nothing on their end that's glaring, and it might just be they act a certain way on yeah. one date, but it, it works for one person, doesn't work for another. You know, we don't really – we're not in the relationship coaching business, so yeah. we tend not to. Um, every once in a while, we have a client who maybe encounters the same problem. After a few dates, we're getting the same feedback mm-hmm. from the men or from the women. And at that point, if they ask us, you know, I re- I've really liked the people you've introduced us to and – it's just not working. Do you have any advice? At that point, we'll usually feel comfortable sharing, particularly because it won't get traced back to one person. And it is something that will actually really improve their lives. Right. So I do think it's amusing speaking, like when I was just setting up people in general, not necessarily speaking to the business, but when people are asking for feedback, Mm -hmm. even when they've like dismissed everyone that they've gone out with. So it's like, why are you asking for feedback right. if you weren't You've into already, yeah. the girl? And that's happened with, like, people that I've set up with, like, before the yeah, business. Yeah, that's, so. that's also one of the, the things I wanted to ask you guys is, like, before people go in, isn't effort, like, the first kind of thing that people should really take into consideration even before walking in a door? Like, don't walk in if you're half-assing it. Don't walk in if you are already – thinking this isn't going to work or if you're already kind of put in a little effort. You'd think. I think people in L.A. tend to make allowances for that just yeah. because, you know, the, so I think there's people. a lot of people out there who are jaded with the dating right. scene in Los Angeles. And yeah. as a result, you know, there's some people who still, you know, it's a priority to them yeah. that the other person do put in a lot of effort. But particularly if they're meeting somebody online or it's a blind setup mm-hmm. or they're using matchmakers, you know, they may be open to getting to know the person a bit more on a date, too, just because that person – it's a little awkward, you know, mm-hmm. if you didn't encounter them in in real life, yeah. you know, for the first time. And people, I think, have certain personas that they're like in real life, and then they have their dating personas. Oh, yeah. So, you know, for us as matchmakers, you know, we'll we'll sit down with a client and we'll think to ourselves, oh, she's she's beautiful and relaxed and clearly, like – very low maintenance and mm-hmm. so she'll low get maintenance. A, yeah, and she'll, she'll get on the date and she'll be just very rigid and formal and conservative. And maybe that's just be her defense mechanism yeah. when she's feeling a little awkward in those situations. And so, you know, it's a shame that that person yeah. didn't really get to see the side that we saw. But at the same time, as her matchmaker, it's great to know that that's her dating persona. Yeah, yeah. Because it might help. It might you know, reflect the type of people who we introduce to her in the future right. as a result. Well, I do want to tell our audience that as somebody who's I've I've lived in Toronto, New York, L.A., dated obviously in three major cities, 
it's hard regardless. And I know people feel very jaded. And every time, like, I meet, uh, like, Angelinos, they're like, L.A. is the worst city ever. And I'm like, you've never lived in New York. And, then, and, you know, and then in New York, people are like the worst city. And yet my friends in Toronto are like, I can never find a good guy. Like, they do this and that. I'm like, it's really honestly hard everywhere. You go to Madrid, Spain, I'm sure they there they find it very hard. Um, it's just hard. And it's okay. And not it's to get out too there. jaded. Yeah. yeah Although I, I do have to say, and Lauren, I'm not sure if you'll agree with this or not, but... I do think it's harder in L.A. I think yeah. we have so many clients, particularly over the age of 30, mm, who right. if they were in any other city, including New York, yeah. in some ways, that they would get snatched up in a second. It's and interesting. I yeah. think the options out here are endless. And it's just it's it's I do think the culture here is mm. a little different. That makes it a little. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess just like being in. New York, for me, it's such a – there is no monogamy in New York at all. Like, the only people I ever knew who were were in relationships my entire six years there were, were like, 36-plus. Almost nobody who was, like, our age or in their 20s and, you know, I grew up and spent my 20s there and it was just not a thing. And here – is almost the opposite. When I came here, I was like the only single person and all my friends, everybody was like, one girl literally just went on like three dates with a guy. She's like, he's my boyfriend. I'm like, what the fuck? Like in New York. Oh, I, I didn't would know we can t- swear. We can do oh, that. Oh, you could oh, swear. Okay. All right. That's a game changer. Cussing, yeah, game changer. all day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but here, I mean, again, like I said, just in a few days, a couple weeks in New York, I've dated people for months and we don't even remotely go near that subject. You're like, uh-huh, cool. Um, see you later, maybe. They might be more comfortable with titles here. Yeah. But you're not going to see a, a ring on it for quite right. some time. That's true. So, you know, it's it, it's a mixed bag. I yeah. Think. Well, at least we're not in Bloomington, Indiana, where I went for uh, yeah. for college. No guy was interested in me. Okay, well, maybe two. But really? compared why? to like... Yeah, why was that? I, I just wasn't their cup of tea. Like I'm Canadian. To, Tell me about Indiana. Compare, well, com- Lauren is just intimidatingly awesome. So. Yeah, I was thank just you. Yeah, say, that's like that's why I was just intimidated. Guys, if you are like to the, not to the watching the video version right now. You're missing a very beautiful. <laughs> okay, blonde. Let's, let's lower the expectations she, she when they watch though. the Independent, video. Independent, strong young lady who <laughs> yeah. has lots of confidence. Okay, well, I'll stop you right there because you're making me blush. That's well, the actually, point. you can't really tell because I'm wearing so much makeup. But I think the Midwestern mentality. It right. is a lot a different. different. Like, I don't think that they can necessarily oh, handle yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody like me who's yeah. very, like, brash My boyfriend's from open. Chicago, and he and I also get into that sometimes. I'm like, don't tell me what to do! <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like... Not not surprised. Yeah. My, my boyfriend in and college And he doesn't even tell Chicago. me what to do, but, you know, there are things that sometimes he's not okay with, and I'm just like, I am an independent woman, and I don't need your approval or anybody's approval. <laughs> Was that between tears? <laughs> yeah, basically. Exactly. Um, okay, we... We are going to come back and talk about um, first date etiquette. I know this is what you want to know. What should and shouldn't you do on a first date from our expert matchmakers? Um, But first, let's pay some bills. Okay, so we're back here with Lauren and JD talking about first dates. Um, When you are uh, on a first date, now we're already there, what should a guy or a girl be keeping a lookout for? Okay, well, 
I, I definitely have some rules that I would impart yeah. to people. Um, I, well, and they're all based on my personal pet peeves, so maybe take mm-hmm. these rules with a grain of salt. If you want to date Lauren, don't do these things. <laughs> yeah. See, if you want to date Basically. me, but I also think that they may apply to, yes. to other women. Um, I would hate it when guys would, like, comment on what I was eating. I'm like, oh, you are hungry. I'm like, excuse me, excuse you. I'm like, I'm eating dinner. Right, like, well, right. you finished the whole thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, sorry. Like, I'm not a stick. Like, what do I say? Yeah, but That's like, ridiculous. That just sounds like such a douchebag LA thing to but do. But a lot of people do that because they have nothing. It's not. To it might not even about, have nothing to talk about. Right. And they're like looking at you. She's eating. Yeah, and Let they're me just talk about to make her conversation, yeah. Yeah. Right, right? But like, but instead of being like, "Oh, like you were hungry," why don't you say like, "How was your meal?" Yeah, it's... maybe turn that awkward staring, and you right. have nothing else to come up with ness into yes. like a polite question. Yeah, when in doubt, um, if you have something to say, whether it's offensive or not, <laughs> if it's just something you want to put out there. You know, I think phrasing something as a question is yes. always a good way to go. Yeah. And and that question can't be, why were you so hungry? <laughs> I was just going to say. Did you not eat all day? It shouldn't be one of those questions. I was just going to say, just think about it before you speak. And it's okay to take some time and to, like, be a little quieter as long as you're asking a thoughtful question in a polite way. Yeah. yeah. That said, though, I think being yourself is, of course, it's cliche, but it's the yeah. most important thing. And you don't want to be overanalyzing yeah. everything that you're saying. I mean, if you're her, a douchebag, so. just be a douchebag. Exactly. And the girl needs to figure out if she wants to be with you. And maybe she loves douchebags because she's a douche girl. Yeah, Who it's knows? not for Lauren, but it works for some people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, douchebags need love. That's what I knew he was for me. <laughs> um, what else uh, should should people look for, look out for? Like for me, I look for if you're arrogant to a, a server. You know, I'm we very, get like, that in our you, questionnaire often yeah that people we, we ask people do you have any deal breakers mm-hmm. and we like to get um to give you an idea of our process you know before we meet a client in person we like to get basic questions out of the way so right. we're not asking where are you from when we're meeting them mm-hmm. for the first time and uh one of the questions we ask is do you have any deal breakers and people who are rude to servers is probably the most common mm-hmm. one that we hear yeah just because it, it's tells me that you're you one you think you're better than people and two um it just shows a lack of respect or humanity for somebody else and for me personally I'm not cool with that I'm just I feel like I have been at the bottom of the rung when I was starting out my career and so I'm very respectful to everybody I work with I've started as a cook at Pizza Hut, you know? And so, I mean, I was 15, but still. Um, and I just feel like you should be respectful to everybody because, you know. But the people all- who are who are rude to servers need love, too. So yeah. just pointing that out. <laughs> well, on, we can on, hug them. On that note, like, I would always be offended if, let's say, there was, like, a hair in my salad. Mm. And, like, a guy would be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say anything. I'm like, oh, there's right. a hair deeply embedded in my salad. <laughs> and they're like, well, it's blonde. Maybe it was your hair. Like, no, it wasn't. No. Yeah. So I, I think also, like, if you're talking, sure, there's, a, if you're rude, that's one mm-hmm. thing. But I also think if we're referring more to the females here, I think females should also feel comfortable, like, sticking up for themselves. Yeah, like, if there's yeah. something, like, legitimately wrong yeah. with the with an order, like, a guy shouldn't be like, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. say anything. Yeah. Or just get something else. I so agree. I also think it might be not, like... It might be a little misogynistic sometimes, especially yeah. like I know sometimes there was something legit as someone who's like not picky about what mm-hmm. she eats. Um, you can look at my size to to see that like I if something was yeah. legitimately wrong, like I would say something and people would hold it against mm-hmm. me. But whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Well, anyway. Wait, so Mace and Bob, who are our uh, producers here, just to get a guy's opinion, what do you look out for that's like on a first date? Right. So Mason is saying um, appearance matters, like just put, you know, be clean, wash your hair, you know, comb it maybe. Um, and uh, and the other one was, oh, are you listening? Listening is big, I feel. And these are actually things that when I was looking online, um, a lot of things that were saying like, you know, top 10 things you need to know before your first date. Um, and appearance was one of them. It, I think it is important to Put a decent foot forward, if not your absolute best. Um, Stuart Weitzman. Right. <laughs> and listen. Um, and you had also mentioned that, right, J.D.? Like listening yeah, is Yeah, listening important. is extremely important. And I think that, you know, back to when we were discussing people's first date personas, you know, some people have different defense mechanisms when they're nervous. Right. And, you know, we mentioned formality, mm -hmm. that some people can be a little rigid, but some people can talk way too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's important, I think, to know what your persona is like on a first date. Mm -hmm. Are you completely yourself? If you are too formal, what can you do to, you know, um, maybe as far as putting effort into your appearance, maybe dress in a way that makes you feel like you don't have to be quite as formal. Mm -hmm. right. Or if you are a talker, maybe that's something you should figure out about yourself mm -hmm. and keep that in check a little bit. You know, you don't want to disguise your flaws totally. entirely <laughs> trick them into dating you but. But going off of the listening yeah. if you're gonna ask a question actually care about the answer this mm -hmm. is true because i wouldn't i so I, you don't want me to just like trail off into space as you're answering this question right now <laughs> like if you're going to ask me like oh have you seen any movies lately like like an uh, unthoughtful, generic question mm -hmm. for somebody. I'm speaking of someone like in particular who I've been dating like for a while. Like, really? What movies have I seen lately? You yeah. can't do better than that. So I was like going this off. Some of your boyfriend did? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's the guy God. like right before my right. right before my boyfriend. Right. Um, but anyway, he was like, what movies have you seen lately? And I was going off about maybe it was Superman mm -hmm. at the time. And I was talking about what I liked and didn't like. And he's like, oh, well, I haven't seen it. So don't tell me about it. I'm oh. like, then why didn't you ask me? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, anyway. I think. Because like, I could curse. I was no, like, you talk. could totally curse. Um, <laughs> I keep saying that. Curse away. Um, I, uh, because I've. Obviously, I've been a reporter for a long time before, too. I have a tendency to ask a lot of questions of people. Mm -hmm. And I clock in my head and I watch people to see who cares enough to ask me questions. Right. Because I know how to get things out of you. But who cares enough to, like, be, you know, really ask me things? And my boyfriend yeah, now, he did. Questions. And he actually tried to know a lot more about me than I did him in the beginning. And I was like, mm, okay. And he remembered. And, and that meant he was listening to right. me. No, and that's very important. But also on that same subject, I think that, you know, talking and listening, like having a balance and having interesting things to say and also listening to the interesting things they have mm -hmm. to say is great. But oversharing is definitely something oh, that yes. is also, you know, you talked about rules, something that one might want to avoid. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times what happens is somebody like you who is very approachable and warm and you do ask a lot of questions, it gives off the impression that you want to hear everything. It's true. People tell me everything mm -hmm. all the time. It makes sense. It's not a and joke. I actually did have somebody on a first date tell me that they were divorced and had rage. And I was well. like, okay. And actually, I was like, cool, you're being honest. <laughs> I really should have taken it seriously. <laughs> it was a problem. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, it's um, 
there's definitely people out there who are such good listeners that the people feel the people yeah. they're dating feel like they can talk about things that right. they ordinarily mm-hmm. wouldn't. And so that's something to keep in mind too. So stop being approachable, Natasha. But, and, um, and then going back to like to the whole listening thing, I think you have a lot of serial daters. Like anyone who has been yeah. single for a while that dates a lot, oh, yeah. they're a serial dater. And I feel like a lot of guys and some women, but mostly guys, because those are the ones that I date um, <laughs> or did date when I wasn't, when I was single, they seem kind of like robotic. It's like, right. well, do you ask everyone? It's so true. do you have any siblings? Like, I can't tell you how many times like mm-hmm. I got that where we just come out of like blue air. Like mm-hmm. I just, I wish People, I mean, people date a lot. So right. just, sometimes guys just come off as robotic. Right. Like, do you do this with every girl? Do you take every girl to this restaurant? Do you ask every girl this question? So mm-hmm. I think if you do like a girl, maybe these guys are asking me these questions because they didn't like me. But if no, you think a girl I is special, just, yeah. make her feel special. Ask mm-hmm. special questions. Right. Yeah, I, it definitely goes both ways with yeah, both genders. I agree. And, and in terms of, like, topics to stay on and off of, like, what are on, off-limit topics on a first date – you know, rage, rage. <laughs> Don't That's tell us one. about your um, mental. Uh, I would say traumatic kind of, experiences that right. a person has had. I mean, unless it's told because it's a funny story. Totally. You know, I would say stay away from deaths, divorces. You know, those are he things really that, should not have told me that his dad had cancer the first day either. Yeah, you know, like I, I do think those things are important to disclose and it's nice for someone to feel comfortable mm-hmm. enough to share those things. But I definitely think a first date should be on the lighter side yeah. and it's the best way I Religion, think to get to know. politics, wanting to have you know, their baby. <laughs> wanting to, to have their baby, from. I would stay away some, from. Some right? guys might like that. I know. But I as, mean, far as, yeah, as far as religion and politics, What about though, the opposite? I tell people on a first date that I don't want to have babies or get married i would stay away from that too i um (laughs) i'm always like uh if you want to date me just know i'm not sure about marriage or having kids yeah i think that's (laughs) one of those things that you never know how a relationship is going to unfold and how your you know everyone changes so much over the span of a few months a few years and so you know to you don't necessarily have to disclose something like that right away if you're someone who froze your eggs or you have you know you don't have the ability to have children like that's not right, something yeah. that someone needs to know immediately right away. but back to the orig- um, religion and politics you know i i don't think it's necessarily the big taboo topics that people pretend like they should be i do think for some people religion and politics is very important mm-hmm. to them yeah and it can be a deal breaker if someone is extraordinarily conservative that's and against true. gay marriage yeah. for example and so i think it's okay to if you know, not necessarily spend the entire hour having a debate with the person, right. but getting a feel for what what their yeah. sense of religion. I think people need be. to like overall. What I'm kind of get gathering is like we should learn to be ourselves, but in moderation. You know, there needs to still be a level. Keep of yourself in don't, check. Yeah, don't like. <laughs> You know, give it all away. Keep a little. That's for bit the second date. Exactly. Just yeah, then start. give give it all away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're we're running out of time, but I want to touch on a couple other things based on etiquette, and we could just give like you know we could move a little faster with it. Is who should plan the date, guy or girl? Guy. 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 Okay, Unless dudes, they're both guys, in which date. case, you know, yeah. they'll decide for themselves. I One suppose. of them has to. Yeah. Um, who should pay? And and does it does paying determine is it based on who asked the other person out? 
For our company, uh, the way that it's structured is that we actually don't charge the men. We feel like men, we do, we are traditional and we expect the men to treat at the beginning mm-hmm. when they're, when the courtship stage is yeah. occurring. And so we feel like it's unfair in some ways to charge them twice. Right. Um, so because the men are treating on dates, we charge the women to join the service. Mm. And so it balances itself out and it's not really awkward when the check comes because both know that that's our business model. Right. Generally speaking, um, if it's in real life, I'm all for people who believe that whoever asks the person out should pay. Um, but, you know, Lauren and I are pretty traditional and um, I don't want to speak for you, but I definitely believe that, you know, in with a heterosexual relationship that the guy should go ahead and take the reins a little right. bit. Well, I don't think the girl should pay for all of it. Right. I mean, as someone who's never, ever paid for a first date before, yeah. I mean, I don't Good know. job, girl. <laughs> Me, yeah, I, I, I had so much pride when, like, if somebody didn't offer right away, I'm like, here's my credit card. Take it. Just pay. I think the slow reach is the move. Yeah. Because then yeah. the guy feels, oh, she was willing to pay. That's that's amazing. Or sometimes, like, I've never had to actually pay for the first date. But oh, I've, same. I've, so I've, we're I've part of to, that I've club. had to split it. I've had to oh, split okay. it because yeah, the other – but then when I leave, I'm like, what a little bitch. Like, you asked me out. And, like, why – just I know I offered, but I offered because I don't like to be rude. And you should – kind of be like cool i asked you out for your time so here's the coffee god damn it it's 250 i definitely think if if a guy's taking a woman out that i think a lot of women are afraid to feel like they are worth you Mm -hmm. know what a guy would pay for a first date and they want to show that you know and some people are just you know um they feel that there should be equality in that way and so no judgment there. But I think if you're someone who is comfortable enough to show the guy that, you know, I am worth it Mm -hmm. and if we do get into a relationship, this is an investment, you know, allowing him to pay is not a bad thing. I made the mistake once. I don't know if we have time for this story. No, go for it. um, Speaking of bad first dates earlier, um, I made the mistake of being that asshole in the situation where I accidentally had to share with him that the date was not going well. And the reason that came up was I knew pretty early that it wasn't going anywhere. Nicest, pretty good-looking British guy that it just, like, there was no connection. It was an online date. And um, I thought, you know, I have brothers. I hate the idea of him making this so-called investment knowing that it's not going to go anywhere. I should pay for myself, but I wasn't sure how to bring it up. And so uh, he went to the bathroom at one point. I called the waiter over and I said, here's my card. You know, I'd like to pay for my portion. Is that okay?" He said, no problem. Now, what I didn't anticipate happening was the check came at the end of the meal and my card was there and the guy had assumed that I had just treated everything instead of just my portion. And it became a very awkward situation. And I had to, I didn't have to, but I ended up being that oversharing type. And I said to him, you know, I just, this is an investment and all that stuff. And it's not going to go anywhere. (laughs) I wanted to save you the money. And it just, you know, I think I would have preferred to spare him the embarrassment looking back on it and the awkwardness and just let him pay. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you just got to. Lauren, you I've, you have a story. I've been to tell like me. chopping no, no, at the bed. No, no, go, go. I for mean, it. I think that guys should always pay. Okay, um, dude, just just fucking pay. It's fine. But the thing is, like, I never have asked a guy out. <laughs> right. Like, I guess That's things true. have changed. I guess now the thing is were, that that I hear a lot yeah, from my guy friends Bumble. is like, yeah, with with a lot of the online apps, they're going on three dates 
a week. Mm-hmm. And it's so, expensive. And that's why in New yeah, York, that is thing. what's happening in New York, especially I can speak of. It's like people are going on multiple dates a week. And so you just do drinks and you just keep it simple. And you're like. So, and I think that's like affected the gender dynamics, the fact totally. that people go out like so much, like yeah. got like be a little pickier. Yeah. Like at least like that's with guys true. who are like. Mm-hmm. Paying. I mean, if you have a problem with paying, if you expect a girl to reach every mm-hmm. time, then don't go out on yeah. as many dates. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. On that same subject, I do think that a lot of the men who don't necessarily want to pay, they're looking for the kind of women who would want them to. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with Lauren, maybe be a little more selective about who you're going out with then. And make that investment yeah. in those people should um should uh should people kiss on at the end of the first date we talked about this i know earlier. lauren and i were talking about this i'm i'm <laughs> like <Where> frigid that's <laughs> <laughs> no, like a word. It's, it's like one of my favorite words um I don't like when somebody tries to kiss me on a first date unless i am really unless i feel like i have potentially initiated it but that has a lot to do with my trust issues and me wondering mm-hmm. where their mouth has been and how many people they've kissed. But if it's if it's going really, really well yeah. and he tries to kiss you at the end and you just turn just, away, would you go out with him again even though he tried to kiss you? Um, I, I didn't go out with somebody once when he kept forcefully trying to make out with me. And that and it was because it was forceful. And then I said, Force on bro. a first date. And I, I literally was like, yo, we're not, uh, we're not there yet. And he's like, what? And I was like, bitch, I just met you and you took me on a first date to a restaurant and then took me to a club, like one-on-one. Like, why would I go to a club with you one-on-one on a Tuesday night? Like, that's just weird. And then he was just felt forceful and it just felt weird. The energy was weird. Yeah, so was I was upset. But my boyfriend now, our first date, we did kiss, but I did know him for much longer before right. that. Like, we were friends, we were neighbors. And so then it felt safer. With, but sometimes I don't feel as safe. With my boyfriend, we were making out heavily within oh. like an hour. <laughs> and I had, and that was like the first time I yeah. ever met him. Was there alcohol involved? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be, yeah. I guess that's another thing. So I didn't drink for most of my life. I actually just started drinking when I was 31. So, God, I just did the L.A. thing. I gave my age. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, so I guess like I, I've always been a little more. Uptight. I don't know. Like, well, I, just a little more reserved with it. I have, like, if I was going to have a rule, like, Patty's, like, two drink yeah. max uh, maximum. I'm, like, two drink minimum. <laughs> like, some women need to be You're loosened like a up. comedy show. You're, like, it's a two drink minimum and... <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's my dating right. rule. It's like, the, it's like the comedy store. Is there an entrance fee? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you have, have to pay for the day. You have to pay for the day. And, to have yeah. taken it a level up from kissing. Okay, so that takes it to the next thing. Do you sleep with somebody on a first date? Well, so I actually, as far as the kissing, yeah. I... I think as a general rule, I wouldn't kiss on a first date, um, which I guess leads into the I wouldn't sleep with someone either. And I meaning all you listeners out there. Um, I think if you're flirty enough, and this applies to both kissing, having sex, any physical relations on the first date, if you're a flirty, charming person and you've given a clear indication Mm non-verbally that you're interested in the person, I think that's enough to seal the deal to go on a date too. And then I think – a kiss or yes. whatever ends up evolving is great, you know, afterward. But there's some women and some men who I think are very shy and might give the impression that they're not interested in the person when in fact that they are. Mm. And I think for those people initiating 
a kiss or whatever they're comfortable doing is actually a good thing because that's the only way that they're able to show that they're feeling what's happening. Right. So I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not a believer in hard rules either. Totally, um, of course, because it really varies for everybody and mm-hmm. everybody's experience and their perception of certain things. Um, which leads me to the final thing: should at the end of the first date um, and it's going well, should you by the end of the first date have mentioned somewhere, let's have a second date? Or is that something you can do after? I think guys should do it. Yeah. During the first date. Yeah. 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 Not necessarily in a way that um, puts them in the position, like Lauren was saying, where you're making them feel uncomfortable and cornering them. Um, But it's definitely any woman that's having a good time on the date would love to hear at the end of it that he's interested in seeing her again. Um, and finally, in, uh, there is um, a thing about timeliness. It's I think it's a very important thing to be on time for your first mm-hmm. date, uh, which I don't think we touched, but I'm assuming we all agree that timeliness matters. I mean, you could be late like five minutes. Yeah. L.A. Five minutes. <laughs> L.A. time, yeah. Ten minutes max. My thing is just text me. If you tell me you're going to be ten minutes late, I'm cool. It's people who don't say anything and then you're twiddling your thumbs for 15 minutes. I'm like, that's just rude. Yeah, and I, go ahead, Lauren. Oh, as some as a person who used to date a lot, like I would hate to be the first person there, just as yeah. like an ego thing. I don't want to seem like I'm right. being stood up <laughs> at any point in yeah, time. Yeah. So I would always just like right. get there a little bit later. Mm. Like they just sat down. Like oh, I just sat. <laughs> That's how I would time it. I yeah. would always time it to be there right. just a little bit after. I get that too. I'm a big fan <laughs> of waiting until they. I'll I'll find a parking spot. Right. I'll wait in the car. And they'll text me and say, oh, I'm here. And then, oh, I just parked. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) I think it's a great move to pull uh, for many reasons Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're wearing like a kick-ass outfit. You get to see it. He Mm -hmm. sees the whole thing when you walk in and he gets the true first impression. Just like Bedrock, guys. This is like that Bedrock (laughs) song where he's like, I get to watch you leave. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I actually like that song. I know. It's such a good song. Um, Guys, we could keep going on about first dates forever. I think it's like Well, we will. This will all go down and we'll be talking. Um, but we do have something that we do um, like uh, inside the actor studio where we have five questions. It's our version of the Bernard Pivot questionnaire. Um, it's one si- one word, simple answers, and uh, we will question you further on it. But uh, just, you know, it's a fun little thing we do with all our guests at the end. Um, so uh, we'll start. So it could be Lauren and then JD answers. Um, what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Oh my gosh! Because I haven't been dating in a no, while. No, just anything. Whatever what was the first is, thing you yeah. noticed about your boyfriend? His glasses. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Smile. Smile. What is your one deal breaker? Oh my gosh! It's okay. Wait, JD, you go first. <laughs> so I have open, so many. So. That's good. I mean, <laughs> I can opposite. Name She's like, too. I have so many. I'm like, I'm such no good person. I mean, <laughs> drugs was the first that came okay. to mind. But there, there are I have plentiful uh, adjectives yeah. and nouns right. to describe my deal breakers. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. For me, they would have to be Jewish. Okay, that's you okay. Know. So if my if one, not, my one deal breaker. Yeah, I understand. Um, what turns you on? It could be anything. It could be podcasts. Human. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the person should have a podcast. <laughs> um, I, I, it's not a one-word answer, yeah. but I like nerds with an edge. I like that. I like that. We actually did an episode on is it safer to date a nerd? 
and, and it is. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> Depending that. upon their level of edge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, tell us one of your either dating or relationship strengths or dating relationship weakness. Like, what's one thing that you know you're really good at in a in a relationship? But one thing you're like, hmm. I'm a control freak. Okay. Which goes both ways. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Working. I mean, both ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I'm good at making the other person feel like they're the priority. Nice. You know, once we're serious. Answer. Yeah. And is there any weakness? Like, something you feel like you could work on? Uh, I'm very stubborn. Right. That's a big one. We all kind of are. I'm super stubborn. (laughs) Um, Besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Besides I love you? Mm Mm-hmm. Here's a present. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm laughing at my own joke. (laughs) I, okay, this is four words. Okay, go for it. What's it for? I like your boobs because <laughs> I've always dated butt men, uh, so it's just not something that I hear. So we very can make often. it into three words. I like boobs. There we go. Oh, I. Lo- oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want him to like other people's. That's boobs. true. Like your boobs. Yeah, mine. Like them my boobs. my boobs. Like your boobs. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren and JD, for being with us no, thank today. You. It was so yeah, much fun. fun. So great learning about this, guys. If you need some matchmaking, these are the ladies you want to hit up. But like we said, you need to have a referral. So, how can people reach you? With, so that maybe they can pitch you. Send you a little pitch email. I would love like a video pitch. Okay. If if you can send them a video pitch, um, where can they maybe send it to you? Do you should we do this email? Um send no. Okay. Do um, you wanna Yeah, I'm okay with giving my personal my okay. personal email. Okay. So it's L M Rosenberg. L M R O S E N Mary. Emma's Emma's and Mary. Wait, L. Now <laughs> I'm like, wait, L M R O S E N B E R G at gmail.com. Okay. Send her so videos clean videos. Be nice. <laughs> give your pitch because they can set you up with your potential future partner. Don't be just like, hey. Exactly. <laughs> hey. Or just stalk, stalk Facebook, find people who know us and have them refer exactly. you. Exactly. works as well. Um, Guys, Kind of Dating is presented by Meltdown Comics. Please come visit us at 7522 Sunset Boulevard in L.A. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please take a few minutes and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows. And remember, there's a video version of this podcast. It lives on YouTube at Lil Brown Ninja, L-I-L, Lil Brown Ninja. Also at Meltdown Comics. Subscribe, share, and comment. And send in your dating stories. Send in your first date stories so we can like read it out in another episode and your thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. And like we were saying, we know it's tough out there, but just try. Thanks, guys. See you next time. The show is produced by myself and Mason Booker, who's also the audio engineer. All the video production is done by Bob Erda. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden. Opening music composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.